Pastor Moore's coming right now. Jump on him, Jesus. Lord, bless him, Jesus. Give God praise. That's right. What has he done for you? Oh, that's right. Let's give it up to the Lord tonight. Every need is supplied. I believe that with everything it is within me. From the very beginning of in Genesis and the work of God, the creation of God to those first six days. Right down to Jesus Christ. Who's created and founded, amen, before the foundations of the earth. So everything is supplied. We find ever all our sufficiency and wholeness and completeness and joy and peace. None other but Jesus Christ to touch and minister and help us here tonight. 2 Timothy 3 and 15. Uh, just going to use this, this verse tonight and uh, just kind of let it be in a common verse for us. On this subject, on this topic of doctrine itself, 51 times in your King James Version. And uh, it's a very important word, and uh, more, it's, it's more important that we, we learn the doctrine of the Word of God and the apostolic doctrine, the doctrine of Jesus Christ, the doctrine of salvation, the doctrine of just so much. It's going to lead on. I don't know how long this is going to go. Uh, uh, Brother Andrew asked me before service, is this number six? I said, hey, if you want to, just put series if you like. And uh, he said, no, it don't matter how many. So when I walked out the back door, I said, what about, about 1,500? <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> he didn't make a comment. <laughs> I won't on out. But here we are. So God's good to us. And, uh, you know, if I'm still in the wheelchair and teaching this thing, you'll get an idea what I'm talking about. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. All right. Second Timothy 3, 15. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. And, man, that's a statement right there. From a child. You're doing the right thing. Keep bringing these babies. I want them to get the Holy Ghost. I want them to get sincere about it. I want to understand the importance of it. Amen. It's not a game. This thing is real, but I want them to get the Holy Ghost. I want them to get it at an early age. I want to give themselves, amen, forever to God. Amen. Not to the world or the things of the world. So from a child, Timothy, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. From a child that has known the Holy Scriptures, which are able, the Scriptures are able to save us. Ain't a time to start questioning the scripture or the Holy Bible or the book. It's been a time to ever get grounded and settled on the book. I'm telling you, it's a time. I don't care about everybody's ideas and opinions and all the other books they write. Read them if you want to, and I don't have a problem with it. His brother Bishop Oldham told us one time, amen, he said, read Josephus. But remember, it's Josephus, and the Bible's a Bible. So what the Bible says, it trumps everybody else. Amen. Thank God for the Word of God. Which is able to, to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. All scripture is given by an inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for, for reproof, for correction, for instructions and righteousness. Thank God, amen, for this truth tonight. God, we love and appreciate you. We give you all honor, praise, and glory in this house. For every soul and every vessel that's in this place on this Wednesday night. We come to hear your word, to feel your presence. Speak to us, speak through us, use us here tonight. All the glory and praise and honor is lifted to you and to you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you and you may be seated. Oh, it's so good to see you all here tonight. Appreciate you so much. So good to have Miss Angela with us, back with us again on this Wednesday night. God bless her. Amen. Come to worship the Lord with us. Praise God. That's what we have come for. I know it's Wednesday night, and we understand that. We got physical bodies. And one thing Brother Ford was talking about, I had him out about 1 o'clock this morning. Brother Corey and Brother Ford came over and Brother Corey called me about, what, 9 or 10 o'clock last night, and he kind of chastised me for not asking him to come help. And, and then he, he, he said, hey, do you need me to come help? I said, yeah, <laughs> come on. <laughs> he said, let me get my clothes off. <laughs> Man, I want to let that fall out. But anyway, i just give you an idea how late it was. But anyway, about, about 2 o'clock this morning, we laid down, but uh, God's helping us, and we're going to get through this. And, but anyway, God's been good to us. So as we go back and indulge into this uh, doctrine, Amen. And we, we focus mostly upon now. I'm going to jump some rabbits. I even gave them some scriptures and, and, and like handed to it. Brother Andrew said, I need to change the topic. I said, no. I said, that's a rabbit. <laughs> so I already knew this in my jump, so I got prepared for him. Amen. You can't kill rabbits unless you get ready. 
<laughs> you can't run them unless you get ready. I don't, I don't have much, you know, I, dear dogs that you got to drag out. Now, if I've run him for two weeks and he's been doing a good job, I may have to drag him out of the house. I may have to drag him out of the box. But if he's been laying up for two or three weeks and I have to drag him out of the house and i got to drag him out of the box, I won't drag him too many times. I tell him all the time, I can feed a good dog just as easy as I can feed a bad one. I'd rather feed a good one. You know what? God, you know what? God loves to pour out his word and his spirit on hungry hearts and hungry lives. Man, souls that are thirsty for the word of God gladly receives the word. I'm here tonight. I'm, I'm gladly. I'm going to be gladly to receive it. And it doesn't matter who it comes from, how it comes. Amen. And understand at least to a certain point. <laughs> okay. Hallelujah. But thank God for the word and for revelation. Uh, I promise you, folks, there's a lot that I need to learn. So I, I know, I, you know, there's, there's a lot out there. Somebody was talking about it just this week, and I, I made mention to him that even Bishop Odom had mentioned here a while back. You never get to that place. He's still learning. He's still digging. He's still reading and studying and, and making preparation. And he's been in the ministry right pushing 60 years in full-time ministry. So, you know, you never arrive or get to that point. So, so you know what? So I know everybody here can learn something, uh, be refreshed in something, sometimes remember. Mind it. That's what Peter talks about writing. Amen. To remind us that we won't let it slip the precious things because I have a feeling there's a lot of things that have slipped. Amen. But you know what? We're gonna we're gonna go back and pick them back up. You ever let something slip out of your hand and you just said, yeah, you took the time, said, Hey, I'm fixing to pick it back up. That's something important. I'm fixing, I'm fixing to pick it back up. I'm fixing to find it. Or maybe something got out of sight or got misplaced. And you had to search and look for it. And so that's you know, we're that way. But anyway, I don't jump on all those rabbits because I know I'll never get through with all this. But uh, so as we go into it, I'm, I'm gonna go back to Acts the second chapter. Amen. And we'll look at verses 41 and 42 tonight. We'll spend a good bit of time there. Uh, this is the first uh, action to response of the, since the day of Pentecost, some adding of 3,000 souls. And so we see some dilemmas and situations that's going to come up. And we're going to see some common things that begin to happen. We're going to see some practices. In fact, I, I, I mentioned this just at the end last Wednesday night of these four things to incorporate as apostolics and what they begin to practice and do, amen, in this apostolic church. Now, a lot of people may not really understand when we say apostolic, when we talking about that that means we follow the doctrines of the apostolic some will say well I'm going to do what Jesus said well if you're going to do what Jesus said you're going to follow the apostolic doctrine because the apostolics done what a man Jesus told them to do a man they didn't repeat a commandment to baptize them in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Ghost they they fulfilled that commandment which was doing what baptizing them in the name of Jesus that's the reason Peter on the day of Pentecost stood up a man because he was a chosen one he's the one the keys had been given to and the 11 the Bible said stood with him in full agreement Agreement. All 12 in a full agreement that this is the message. Amen. What should we do? Amen. To be saved because our hearts have been pricked now by the presence and by the word of God that has went forth. Thank God for old fashioned preaching. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for conviction powers. I want it in my life. I want God to correct me. Amen. I want God never forget. I want Him to keep bothering me. I want Him to keep waking me up. I want Him to keep nudging me. Hallelujah. I don't even forgive up on me. I don't be cast out in the potter's field. No, God. Amen. Even if I become marred in the potter's hand. Hallelujah. This potter, amen, if I submit myself and yield myself to the power of the potter. It's a potter. It's not the clay. It's a potter that's got the power and the authority. Amen. And through the word of God. And so that's the reason you and I got to love this word. Because it's powerful. Okay. And I'm going to make a few statements about that. That's, that's one thing I want to get across. I know I've mentioned it a few times, but I'm going to keep mentioning this. There's power in doctrine. Don't ever forget that. Amen. I know if you listen to some, uh, they, they, they've done everything they can to butcher doctrine. We know that doctrine's teaching. Man, let's get back to some teaching. You know, I thank God I love the preaching. I love the shouting. I love the feel the chill bunts. And uh, you know what? But if you can feel all of that. But I'm going to tell you something. When you get out yonder, them chill bumps won't help you near as much as you get that word in you. <laughs> Man, you get that word in you, 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 you'll have some backbone in you, you have some gumption in you, you have something to fight with. Don't forget the sword, amen, is the spirit, is the word of God, amen, and it uses both. You know what? That shield probably won't hardly kill anybody. You might knock somebody down with it, but that sword, amen, not only is a defense weapon, it's an offense opposite on the, the opposite side of that, and it's the weapon you use to cut the enemy's head off, amen, that he won't speak that kind of junk in your spirit and heart and mind anymore. There's a lot 
lot of voices out there, and you and I are prone and subject to it, and apostolics are too nowadays with technology and phones. We have so much access and, and, and vulnerability, amen, like it or not, through computers at work and different other areas, so you're more prone and subject, and, and you know more about the world. I'll tell you what, 50, 60 years ago, the church didn't know much about the world. They didn't go to no worldly events. No skating rings, no bowling alleys. <laughs> they didn't hardly go picnicking. <laughs> I'm just telling the truth. I'll tell you what they didn't do. They wouldn't go to Inland Beach. They wouldn't go to no swimming pool parties. I'm not trying to get, I'm just telling you. But so they, they, they weren't exposed to the world and worldly activities. Now, so we've changed some of that. So, you know, we go now, if we go skating, if we do, and we ain't done it in a long time, but occasionally if you do that, what do you do? You go in there and you change the music, you change the atmosphere, you set it more setting like it needs to be. <laughs> I don't know what you do about your bowling because I don't think you go a lot about that, but that's up to you. But hey, I remember a time, I tell you what, some folks wouldn't have walked into places that served any kind of alcohol either. Anybody ate in a place that served alcohol lately? So, what I'm trying to tell you, you're exposed to a lot of more to the world. You can't be exposed to the world without being exposed to the spirits of the world and the deceiving and the lying powers. And so the only thing that's going to keep you and I on the straight and narrow way is the doctrines of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the reason the church is under attack. And I'm telling you what, if you ever been a time for the church to get, become equipped, there's power in the tongue, honey. There's power in the doctrine. You just stand on the doctrine and let God fight the battle. So that's what we want to try our best to do. I just want to do it God's way. Amen. I'm, 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 I'm trying to work on that toddler so much. And I find myself up here already tonight. I was thinking, Lord, help me. But uh, anyway, because I, I want it to be pleasing. I, I, when I understand when I, when I say that. I, I want you to be able to hear it. You know, Paul talks about it in one place, talking about tongues. Huh. And then, and, and I'm going to bring that verse out maybe a little later in Corinthians. But he talks about because, you know, when they gathered, everybody had a tongue. Well, we got about 50 or 60 people in here, and there's about 50 or 60 different tongues going on at one time. You know what? Everybody was edifying self. They was taking a bunch of selfies before that ever became popular. <laughs> okay? You know, that's like the thumb. The thumb, just the poor old thumb, poor old thumb, poor old thumb, poor old thumb, and the finger the same way, you know. And never really couldn't, the other one is selfie, just all about. But that's not the way the church, we're the body. And we come here, we, we, we build up, encourage one another, minister to one another, and work together. It's not about us, as, but you're just as important as I am because, you know, you're part of me. And you've got to survive because I, I might need that part. I might need that finger. Amen, you know, to, to accomplish and achieve the things. Uh, Brother Brain was talking about one of his sister-in-law. was talking about different things, and she was born, and one of her thumbs wasn't fully developed. It's just, and immediately I thought, you know, her hand cannot accomplish and achieve things like you and I. She keep reaching, grab things, and hold on to it like you and I can. Why? Because that thumb, amen, is not fully developed. Amen. That's just as important in the spiritual realms. Could it be that we don't see more of the mature spiritual things happening in our lives, in our local assemblies? It's because the lackness of the maturity of that. It doesn't just magically happen. It doesn't just supernaturally and magically may take place. There's some things that's got to be cultivated. There's some things by experiencing or by exercising. You, you know how you're going to increase your faith? Exercising what you got. If you don't exercise what you got, amen, you're not going to increase any. And so, you know, that's the reason you come on Wednesday night. And I know it's a hustle and a bustle, and I thank God for it. But that's the reason you come on a Wednesday night. Because while I'm exercising my faith, I'm here. This is the most important thing in my life. Yes, I'm tired. Yes, I'm weary. But I'm going. Amen. I'm going to get what I can. Even if I doze off a time or two. And he had to throw a songbook at me. I'd rather have a songbook thrown at me on a Wednesday night than sitting back in a kite or somewhere in a bed somewhere. Lost as a goose. Now, sometimes you can't, you're sick, you're afflicted, you can't come. God knows that. But we're talking about being lazy. <laughs> and I shouldn't maybe say lazy, just tired. I mean, you know, anyway. Praise God. <laughs> Man. You know, and sometimes that tiredness comes a lot quicker than what it used to. I can tell you that. Lord have mercy. Anyway, God's kept us. <laughs> Praise God. I'm sure when Brother Corey got there last night, he probably looked around there for a minute and thought, hmm. I ain't going to say them two old men was about <laughs> Praise God. Anyway, we're just glad he showed up. Hallelujah. 
I even had my daughter out there toting boards. <laughs> Woo, praise God. She got on to me one time. But anyway, let's go. Here we go. All right, doctrines. If we look at this, doctrines and, and what it's telling us in Acts 2, 41 and 42. And I'm going to bring back out. I know I've mentioned this, but we're going to focus on this just a little bit here. Then they that gladly received. You got to receive this. You know, I don't want to come to the house of God with a spirit or with an attitude. Attitude. That's the reason. Did you know that Jesus Christ in the Sermon on the Mount of Matthews 5, 6, and 7. And the Beatitudes is actually beautiful attitudes is what it means. And so he deals with attitudes and it's perfectly lined up. I'm reading a little book and it talks about that. And, and, and that book talks about those Beatitudes that actually lines up with the Ten Commandments. Which also lines up with the seven things that God hates in Proverbs. Man, he's tying it all together. And why? Because the attitude. I don't have a good attitude about coming to the house of God. I have a good attitude about the word of God itself. I want to hear it. I want to gladly receive it. And it may correct me. Brother Ford doesn't mention that beginning of this service. Sometimes, you know, that mirror, it's kind of like a mirror. You know, you're looking at it and you're thinking, oh, that was me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, me. I got to repent. I thought I was doing good. And all of a sudden, the wind just out of the sails. And you're back on your face and your knees and thinking, here I am, God. I need some help. Amen. But thank God, I want that to do. I want that to happen to us. Sometimes you got to do them children that way, you know. You can threaten them all the time. Then once in a while you got to go out there and cut that switch and, and put it on that, you know, them little legs. And Well, not this day of time, technology, all this. The Bible says sparing of the rod spoils a child, baby. The rod says, amen, putting the rod to drive the foolishness out of their heart. Amen. If I'll tell you what, if they get more preachers in the pulpit and stay in the pulpit and preach people, people out of the pit instead of letting them, amen, persuade them to get in the pit. I'm not interested in getting pits. I've been pulled out of that miry clay. I've been pulled out of darkness. I've been pulled out of those taskmasters. And I'm going to tell you some, those some hard taskmasters out there, baby. And you know what? Payday is showing up. Even in America, because America has turned their back on God from the White House down. But payday's coming, honey. Payday's coming. They're going to find out it wasn't our wisdom. It wasn't our skills. It wasn't our money. It was a God that showed us mercy. So I say this all the time. We didn't get here by ourselves. Man, God's grace of God, the mercy of God, the power of God's working for us. And so as we watch this, man, glad to receive his word. We're baptized. They were speaking to this response to it. They began to obey that. Notice what happened. They, they, got, they became baptized. And actually, if you read that close enough, when they got baptized, there are two elements, water and spirit. I, I tell them all the time in the Bible studies, I said, if you really look at the Bible, I said, the way that thing really works, you're ready to have died and repented, and you go down in that water grave in the name of Jesus Christ, by the word of God, you should come up in newness, speaking in that heavenly language. <laughs> That's right. We're just going back to the original. Let's do it the original way. That's the best way, man. That's what we hunger for. And I know there's some you can go to temp chapter, but anyway, I'm not going to. I'm not going to jump all that. Here we go. And the same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Praise God. Man, they, I don't know who all preached. I don't know how they managed to do all that without all this technology. And I don't know how they managed to do all that. They didn't even have a church building. I'm not sure they had a choir. <laughs> I'm not sure who was the committee and who was the leading and who set the time and <laughs> praise God. But I'm telling you what, I tell you what God will do. God will pour his spirit out upon all flesh. And a lot of these things, and I'm not I'm, I'm against planning, I'm not, I'm not just so much, you know, I'm just playing around with you about it. But but on the other hand, amen, you could be driving down the road or riding in a chariot. <laughs> or you can be walking down the side of a dusty road. Or you can be standing at a storefront. Or you can be on your front porch. You can be in your own living room. Because you're going to find out they said much, as much church, if not more church in house to house, than they did in the synagogues and the tabernacles. Oh, praise God. We're not going to impress this world with our buildings. And I think we ought to have first class and give our best. But I'm going to tell you, amen, what's going to move our community is the doctrines of the Lord Jesus Christ. What's going to deliver them out of the clutches of the devil. What's going to deliver them out of the false doctrine. 
deacons and the false teachers, and we got them. Peter said he's going to have them, and we got them. Amen. But I tell you, it's going to be the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ that he can baptize himself in, that he can take up habitation in, that the glory of his power, amen, to liberate and deliver and cause the scales to drop from our eyes and give us revelation. Hey, I want a revelation where I'm at. God, if I'm not pleasing you, I want to consider myself. I want to examine myself. And I don't want to wait to the end of the year, amen, and wait to foot washing and, and take them a time to do it either. That's all the time I ever get stirred up. What you going to do if he comes in January? February, March, and April, May, and June, July. What about all them months? I want to be ready because who knows? God knows. And so we want to be ready. That's why we want the doctrine. In our hearts, our minds, and spirits. So now, now we got 3,000 souls that's got to be worked with. And, huh. Well, I should have done a little arithmetic work here, and I, but it just hit me. You know, you got 12 disciples, you got 120 in the upper room that come out. Now you got 3,000. There's not enough of the 120 spread out to take that 3,000 home and birth them. You know what they depended on? The Holy Ghost. Now you can fix it to watch some things they begin to practice daily. Daily. You're also going to learn tonight the reason they was able to do some of that. Because some of them really sold out. And I know we explained some of that away. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to put it out there like the Bible's got it and just leave it alone. Amen. Okay. Um, so let's look at some of this. They continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. When you look at that term, continue, that means not leaving it or forsaking it. This is what they continued in. It didn't matter where, now remember, that 3,000 did not stay in the city of Jerusalem. They was devout Jews and people had come on the day of Pentecost and now we have just the next little moment, amen, there's 3,000. So they're going back, amen, to the regions and homes and places of abode to carry the gospel, to carry the good tidings, to carry the truth about this God. And so as they began to make their way, and they, but they, there was one thing they was going to do. They was going to persevere in the apostles' doctrine, what they had heard at whatever cost. It was going to cost them. And that cost them separation from the synagogue. It took a little time. But they finally reached a point in place. And it also caused them, amen, to join fellowship with some that at one point in time they wouldn't even speak to them. But now through the umption, the power of the Holy Ghost, these walls and petitions are going to be torn down. And now we're going to start seeing people. Especially when you slip into the Acts of 10 chapter and watch begins to unfold as God builds a church. Revelation talks about multiple nations and tongues and people. And that's one thing our time's looking at. Amen. It's the reason they love for our churches to look that way. That's the reason it doesn't matter the color, amen, if they come hungry and thirsty for God, for the power of God. We should open our hearts and open our doors up. And let them have an opportunity, amen, to hear this gospel. And feel the fullness, the power of this God. Because I'm telling you, there is a, there's some people in our community, amen, within about 15 mile radius of this place. I'm telling you, they need some old-fashioned spiritual leaders in their lives. They need some leaders, amen, in their lives, amen. They start shacking up. They start ripping and running, amen. Drinking the same thing they're drinking, dipping and smoking and running and ripping and doing the things of the world. You can't separate them from anybody else, I'm telling you, God's always separated his people. God's always called his people out. Hello, you can't serve two masters. You can't serve, hello, the devil in the world and God too. You and I forever, we want to be God's vessel. We want to be vessels of God and used by the power of the Holy Ghost in the generation that we're living in tonight. So as we, and I got to quit doing that because, man. So as we watch this. Doctrine, fellowship. Fellowship. Let's talk about that a little bit. Let me make one mention about the apostle doctrine. One thing was evident about the 3,000 and all since then. Watch this. One evidence of conversion is a desire to be instructed in the doctrines and duties 
of the gospel. And a willingness to attend on the preaching of the gospel. A readiness to receive it. This is not your fault. Some of this is our time. At one time in this nation, ministers were always held to a higher level than anybody. From the president right down. In fact, this is the avenue that some use. Now, they have abused it, and I can name some of them. It's still alive today. But such as Martin Luther King, this is a, a means that he used to help him. And God used him. Everybody can say what they want to about the dream. But the man was right about it. If that man was resurrected and probably to speak to some of these today, he would probably, he'd probably run them down more than you would. He wasn't looking for a freebie. He was looking for a fair opportunity. It was not his intent to allow his color to give them favor. I'll just leave it at that. But I'm telling you as a minister, that's helped that ladder to get the recognition to accomplish and achieve those things. And so you and I, we all know that that's, this is one of the means and the ways that the world and the devil worked. Because when you claim to be one and you fail to live the life and you, you don't live any different than any of the rest of them, walk like they walk, do, you know, it loses its impact. I'm talking about overall. I'm not talking about Pentecostal. I'm talking about overall. Anybody that claims to be a preacher, Male and female. If you think I'm crazy, you've got a phone, go home and Google it. Google Pentecostal. You'll be shocked what comes on that. In fact, you may be hard-pressed for a little while to find anybody that you think even looks like Pentecostal, even more than you're it. Everybody's all of a sudden beginning to want to be Pentecostal. You know why? They want our movement. They want our excitement. They want our music. But they don't want the doctrine. I don't say that to be harsh. I don't say it to be ugly. By no measure. But I'm telling you the doctrine. I preached the other night for his name's sake. We're going to be hated for his name's sake. There's no other name you can take on. There's no other name. That's a doctrine. And nobody has the power or the ability to change that. And so, fellowship. Let's talk about fellowship. Fellowship actually is is same as communion. They tied that word in together. If you do a render on it, it talks about fellowship. The, the Greek word is often rendered as communion. So what happens? Having things in common. Praise God. We ought to have, in fact, as Holy Ghost filled people, regardless of our backgrounds, regardless of the color of our skins, regardless of our likes and dislikes, Regardless of all of our chemistry that works in these old bodies. The Holy Ghost will put enough common between us. Of likes and dislikes. <laughs> what are you trying to say? There's too many Holy Ghost filled people. At least claims to be. That, that, that really doesn't like to be associated or have fellowship with the church. But 
fellowship here, and when it began, it began to put everybody common. From the richest to the poorest. From the nobodies to the somebodies. The Holy Ghost and the doctrine of Christ and Jesus Christ tore down all those petitions and walls and brought them together. So this is what I'm trying to say. Having things in common or participation, it may apply to anything which may be possessed in common or in which all may partake. All Christians have the same hope of heaven, the same joys, the same hatred of sin. We ought to hate sin. And everybody should have that same hatred toward anything that's unrighteous and contrary to the doctrines of God that would kinder. The same enemies to contend with. We've all got the same enemy. It's nothing new under the sun. They have the same subject of conversations, feelings, and of prayers. They have communion in these things. So we have more to connect us than disconnect us. We have more to find agreement in than disagreement in. But if you and I are not careful as earthen vessels, we'll allow little isms. And little systems become bigger and more destructive than the devil himself. Than sin itself. How many churches have split and done this or done that and over some things that maybe not have been a whole lot. But it led to this and led to that. Even to the point and place. Boy, I'm, I'm getting in trouble here. Why do we have a UPC, a WPF, a symbol of the Lord Jesus Christ? And I, I, there's a bunch of more. If I, I don't know them, that's the ones I know. I'm, I'm for all of them. I pray for all of them. I love them all. They all probably got problems. They all probably got things you can. But I'm still not a favor of the fan of independent either. I don't like that. I don't. Had somebody say, oh, you must be independent. I said, no, I'm not independent, brother. You believe that. <laughs> I need God. I need the Holy Ghost. I need a lot of help. We're going to fellowship. Amen. If they're doing, trying to do anywhere right, we're going to do our best. Amen. We're going to fellowship and love people. I don't run none of them down. I pray for all of them. I pray for all the leaders. I may not even know them all by name, but I pray for them. I pray that they have revival. I pray they have the pouring out of God. God bless them. Use them. Anoint them, man. Praise God. If they're backslid, save them. You know, if that pastor's struggling, God, if he's back to back, God, pick him up. You know, that's, that's my prayer. That's what my, our desire is, for that to happen, for that to take place. So now, let's, the next statement, and, and this is the, the, the rabbit part that I was talking about. And in breaking the bread, breaking the bread, now immediately, and I believe it ties in with communion, but not just communion. Because actually the breaking of bread and fellowship is going to work hand in hand. It works together. Their fellowship was from house to house. It was a common practice to go to house to house. And have fellowship. And any one of the 3,000 could go with any of the other 3,000. They didn't have no picks. They didn't have no favors. They didn't have no clicks. They had enough in common. <laughs> I'm in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Ain't no doubt I'm in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> they had enough in common in the church, in the gospel, and in the Holy Ghost that everything else began to fade out. They may have had, you know, they may have had World War III two weeks ago, 
But now after true repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, they became some of the greatest neighbors and lovers and care for one another like nobody else. Why? Because they became so common. That's what the Bible tells us. So let's look at some of this. Acts 27. We'll see how this works. <laughs> Did I give y'all that one? Acts 20 and 7. We're going to be looking at some things because of this. Uh, breaking of bread. Family and, and joining together. Bonding together. Did you know here, you know, the love of Christ, the love of God, the love of truth, the love to see you make it is just as important, amen, that I make it. See you successful, to see you anointed, to find your place in the body and you be used of God because we're not competing against one another. We're not, we're not you know, we're not trying to, you know... But we want to be what God wants us to be in the world, in the time, in the hour that we're in. Amen. To do the work of God and be about his kingdom. When you look at this in Acts 20, starting about the seventh verse, and I won't take the time to visit all the rest of it. But upon the first day of the week when the disciples came together to break bread... Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued his speech until midnight. Now catch that. The reason he was preaching to midnight, because he was leaving the next day. And he had a lot of topics, a lot of subjects, a lot of doctrine that he was trying to impart to them before he leaves. There were many lights in the upper chamber. Where they were gathered together, and there sat in the window a certain young man named Eutychus, being fully fallen into a deep sleep. And as Paul was long preaching, he sunk down with sleep and fell down from the third loft and was taken up dead. And Paul went down and fell upon him, embracing him, and said, Trouble not yourselves, for for his life is in him. When he therefore was come up again and had broken bread... Catch that one. He didn't come back up from that, that and just start preaching. I believe the whole scenario changed. I believe the gathering around had changed. Now, breaking bread and fellowship and talking. And they're going to actually do this until the dawn. Watch what he says. And when he therefore was come up again and had broken bread... And eaten and talked a long while, even till the break of day. <laughs> so he departed. So he didn't get come back in and have another church service. But they had some fellowship and breaking bread and eating. And don't ever underestimate the power of that fellowship we practice every other Sunday night right over there. What can happen, not just to the guest, not just a man, but you and I, whenever you and I begin to break some trends and said, you know what, I believe I'm going to go over here and eat with so-and-so. Fellowship with them. and You'll be surprised what you can learn from one another. Things that may, you never knew, been around them for 40 years. Didn't know anything about it because never took time to fellowship with them. This is going over good, ain't it? (laughs) Praise God. If we're not careful, we group up with our same little groups. And we wonder why we're not doing any different what we're doing. You won't know nothing about a Burger King burger if all you ever go to is McDonald's. And I'm not throwing down on either one of them. Amen. But you know what? Everybody just goes to McDonald's and Burger King's won't know nothing about the one you can buy at the catfish house either. 
So sometimes you got to break those trends and you got to open up and show yourself friendly. Got to show that you're lovable. You got to show that you're willing to love and to be loved. You got to tear down the walls and you got to open up the doors. Woo, come on, I'm going to help you now. That's what this is all about because if you and I can't have true fellowship here, how in the world are we ever going to go out them doors and outside in that world and have fellowship with them? If we can't make, break the barriers and the spirits among us, we're never going to break them out there. But if we'll break them in here, honey, I'm going to tell you something. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. But they're not coming for a church that's not prepared and ready. I want to be prepared and ready. What if 3,000 come in this place? Mad folks, Sister Mildred. Yep. Because a lot of them may get here early and take up all that cement parking lot. <laughs> now, I know most of us, hey, we'll park on the grass. But I bet you next service. <laughs> Woo! Getting there early. Kind of like the first ones in the line. Fellowship night. It's only what you got a passion for. It's only what you got affection for. It's only what you got a hunger for. If you got a real passion, hunger for the doctrines of God, the doctrine's never going to offend you. The word of God will never offend you. When it's a doctrine, the Lord of God will always bring you out and make you better. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost tonight, you better start falling in love with the doctrine of God because if you don't, you're going to leave this place. Tell you the doctrine's gonna do it. The doctrine is gonna do some separation. It's gonna stir up some things. I, I, I told you. It's gonna stir up some spirits. They can lay under the they can lay under the, the radar for a while. But if right ones get hungry enough, thirsty enough, we get the right move of God. The doctrine in this place, they're coming. You can slip around, do it. I ain't blaming nothing. I ain't, I ain't accusing nobody of nothing. But the Bible says it's going to be shouted from the housetop. We can't. No. You're not going to hide it from God. So anyway, God knows. I, I don't want to do that no more. Let's get back to this. So from breaking a bread in that 11th verse. Luke 24 and 25. I should stay in order now if y'all want to work on that as soon as I get through with. Then he said unto them, O fools, slow of heart, to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And actually, this is the part of the Sunday school lesson. And he goes all the way through verse 35. So he began to get Moses and all the prophets. He expounded unto them too. Let me just talk about it for time's sake. It's already 8.30. What happened? How many caught that Sunday morning? The road to Emmaus, evening time. They invite him in. What does he break? Bread. Don't ever underestimate those times that you're out fellowshipping with people. Just what could really unfold and where the conversation could lead to. That there's a strong possibility they would never, never, ever hear it, possibly from the pulpit. Or never have a chance to get a revelation. But all of a sudden, through the breaking of bread and conversation. How many of you remember what I said that Brother Treadway said about that? Everybody talks about it was the breaking of the bread and the blessing of it and all that. They recognize it was Messiah. Brother Treadway said, 
He believes they saw the scars when he broke the bread and handed it to them. Scars. The scars. <laughs> Revealing. The breaking of bread. So now we begin to understand this practice of this 3,000 souls. They didn't have a church. I'm not even sure how they set up the pastoral part of it because Paul and Peter then begin to work on this, sending men out and setting up and then leaving Timothy and Titus and different ones behind several times and setting up elders and those that met the qualifications to be set up as an elder. All this took time. My memory serves me right in my studies. I believe it was about 100 years before they ever first even got the first building, a place to worship. Things that you and I, we don't think nothing of that. It never crossed our minds. God's been good to us. God's been good to America. We, we've been blessed. Man, we have been blessed. I'm going to say this, and please don't, don't take this. I'm just, I'm just trying to get us to understand how blessed we've been. You know, a lot of things can rub us the wrong ways, but Easter was up eating it. Brother Ford and them got to talking about the house and rotting it and all this floor business I'm having to do. And, and uh, I told him, I said, you know, I could have get upset over this. I said, but the Holy Ghost immediately quickened me. <laughs> he said, you slept in a place better than Jesus ever slept. Buddy, I'm telling you, it pulled the skids out from under me. I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm not getting aggravated. We're just going to work and fix it. Everybody else do what they want to, blame what they want to blame. But we're just going to fix it because, you know what, I'm living and sleeping in a bed tonight that Jesus never, ever got to sleep in. So I'm going to keep my mouth shut because he has been good to me. So that's what we have to watch out in America. Because we have been so blessed with so much. Luke 22 and 19 talks about it. First Corinthians, the 10th chapter. I know I don't have time to go to all these. But um, let me rush to that one. Maybe just take a little more time if you don't mind. Most of us don't leave to 9, so it won't be too bad. Uh, but First Corinthians 10. More of the brethren, I would not that he should be ignorant how that that. That our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. We know this. We know how he talks about this. We're coming through it. And, and how we're going to follow the same things that Moses. And, and we're all baptized into Moses and cloud and the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat. And did all drink the same spiritual drink. And, but they drank of that spiritual rock. And that followed them. And that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased. For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Now these things were our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as though they also lusted. Neither be ye idolaters as were some of them. And I was going to go to all the Exodus and all the Numbers and all these verses, amen, that ties all this together. But time's sake, I won't do it. Neither be ye idolaters as some of them. And as it is written, the people sat down to eat and to drink and to rose up and to play. Neither let us commit fornication as some of them committed and fell in one day three... Um, Fell in one day three and twenty thousand. Neither let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of the serpent. Amen. But neither mumber ye as some of them also mumbered. You know, just don't do all of these things. And it goes all the way down to the 17th verse. Because why? For we being many are one bread. For we being many. 17th verse. For we being many are one bread and one body. And we all are partakers of that one bread. I'm going to tell you something. There's something about the doctrines of Jesus Christ that have pulled people together that nothing else ever willed. That's the reason that black folks and white folks and yellow folks and red folks, educated people, uneducated, rich and poor, it don't matter. When they walk in the house of God and the presence of God, we all become the same. Nobody's better than the other. And they all have common things and they start giving and working together to see everybody makes and everybody needs a supply. I don't have the time to get there, but I'll tell you, I can take you to the book of Acts. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. We got time. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. we got time. 
Watch the remainder of, of the book of Acts. Watch this. 43rd verse, Acts 2 and 43. Fear came upon every soul. Many wonders of signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common. And sold their possessions and goods. And parted them to all men. As every man had need. Somebody had extra. They say this. I don't know. They sold their possessions. Apparently they had enough. To, amen. That they wouldn't have two coats. And they wouldn't have two houses. They wouldn't have an extra. Amen. Amen. And watch somebody else do without them. No, we're in this thing together. We're going to join together. We're going to bind together. You watch what they do here. They sold their possessions and goods. And parted them to all men. That every man had need. They continued daily with one accord in the temple. Daily. One accord in the temple. Breaking bread from house to house. They had eat their meat with God and singleness of heart. We was content and satisfied. Amen. We just want to move with the Holy Ghost. We want to just walk more in God. We're not worried about riches. We're not worried about our bank accounts. We ain't worried about our material things. And if we got to sell something for this, because continue on, then that's what we're going to do. Because this thing just got kicked off. This thing just got involved. And you know what? They said, I'm going to make an investment. I'm going to make an investment. And if there's anything you need to make an investment, it is the house of God, the kingdom of God, and the place of God. It's above and beyond everything else. And so in this kingdom, man, they went from house to house, day to day, breaking bread, fellowshipping, praying, working together continually, one accord. You can stand. I'm through. Did they eat their meat with gladness, singles, heart, praising God, having favor with all the people? And the Lord added, here we go, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved our excitement about here becoming being here you know being enthused about coming to church and excited about the move of the Holy Ghost did you know that quickens fire that that helps others I wonder what would happen you know about half a dozen of us amen about about 9.30 every Sunday morning, they could, people, you know, on a routine could drive by here. They could start seeing you come pulling in here. Y'all getting out of them vehicles, skipping. Hallelujah. Church time. Hallelujah. Praise God, man. I'm excited. Them little darlings don't have no problem doing it. Some they're excited about. They don't, they don't mind telling everybody. They won't tell everybody. And that's all they want to think about. That's the reason mom and daddies don't tell them we got going anywhere until, until they, you know, load them up in the car. Because that's all they're going to hear. They're going to wake them up. You know, if you tell them two weeks, amen, every morning they get up. It's a day's a day, today's a day. Are we going today? How many more days we got? And then about 100 times throughout the day. How many more days? How many more weeks? How many more months? Because they're excited about where they're going. Anybody excited about going to heaven? Anybody excited about getting a glorified body? I'm telling you, folks, we got something to be excited about. That pulls us together, that bonds us together, eating bread together. Praise God, praise God. Musicians come. We're going to sing one tonight. And I know I normally just let you go, but I'm not going to do that tonight. Why don't we all just come together in for a few minutes? Worship together, fellowship together. Amen. Just spend a few minutes. It's a long time from now to Sunday. While we're doing this, I'd like for us too to remember, remember the, the individuals that have to go off to work and off to work now even. God would touch them, minister to them. I see Brother Tony back tonight. Wasn't expecting that. Been out gone a couple of weeks if I was supposed to. But amen, he made it back. But uh, man, son-in-law and then there's Brother Keith and different ones and out, you know, for five weeks at a time. You got to understand now, they're, they're separated from the body. Thank God for technology. Thank God for always helping us in that area. That's one place, thank God. It has been a blessing. That they can, sometimes at least get it, sometimes they may not, but most of the time they are, and that helps. But, um, but to pray for them and lift them up, and, and God would be with them. Some of these, it has to work miss services sometime because of that, and uh, man, it's, you know, it's, how many of you like to miss family's events? Amen. You know, what if you didn't get to go and eat with Easter dinner with your family or something like that? And uh, it affects you, you know, you, and if you're not careful, 
voices start coming in. They don't care nothing about me. They don't miss me. They don't love me. They don't care about me. There's something about fellowship, and there's something about breaking bread together. Breaking bread together. Amen. It's powerful. It really is. It's more than just filling this belly. It really can be. It's such a ministering touch to our minds, our hearts, and our spirits. And we need that more than we need the other. But it works together. So let's just take a moment. We're going to sing and just worship together. God bless you. Oh, my. 
mind's made up tonight. Thank God. All right. Let me give you a little victory report. Brother Jared and Sister Deanna's little Oakley had got a test done, and lead was in her blood. And uh, I was going to have to go through some other things. But you know what? The test come back. She's fine. Everything's good. Praise God. That's what we expected, though, wasn't it? Amen. Thank God for that tonight. Love you. Appreciate you. Brother Josh Clark will be preaching for us Sunday night, so keep him in your prayers. <laughs> Pray for Sister Madison and the rest of them, too. <laughs> ah, it's going to be all right. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. See you Sunday.